0: Hello ladies and welcome to the latest episode of Black Girls Heal. It feels so good to be recording this with my computer, with my microphone. I had been stalking my computer repair guy (laughs) because I was like, I need my computer back. And I did not want to record another episode on my phone where I couldn't edit it or be able to actually, you know, take my time with it. So um, Thank you, Ed. Shout out to you for withstanding all of my phone calls (laughs) because it is why I'm able to get you this episode out on this Thursday. So I hope that you're doing well. I hope that you're taking care of yourself. I hope that you are surrounding yourself with people who love you And I hope that if you clicked on this episode, whether you are a regular listener of Black Girls Heal or not, um, I hope that you find the content helpful. So here in this podcast, I talk to Black women who struggle with intimacy disorders and attachment. And one of the things that I really highlight, and especially in last week's um, guerrilla recorded episode, which I'm going to go back and add the intro and everything to um, later on. So if you see that that episode is categorized as a new episode in your feed in the next days or week, um, it's the same episode. I'll probably cut some things out, added some things to it. But just so you know, you're not, you did listen to it if you listened to it already. Not the point. Um, In this podcast, I talk about how important it is to have healthy connections with other people as part of your healing process. If you try to heal your wounds and your trauma in regards to attachment and connection by yourself, you're only reinforcing the fears of connecting with other people and being intimate. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Before we get started, let's take a small break to say thank you to this week's sponsors. Attention to all my proud plant parents. It is time to give all of your plant babies the best nutrition you can starting from the bottom up and that starts with the best soil to help them grow happy, nourished, and strong. Coast of Maine is an organic soil brand that is approved for organic growing and has been sourced from ocean waters and farms for over 28 years. With a full range of products that support every garden and lawn, Coast of Main products are made to restore roots to the natural world. If your soil lacks appropriate nutrients for success, Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Before we get started, let's take a small break to say thank you to this week's sponsors. So um, you really need to find healthy friendships, healthy people that you can be vulnerable with, and then you actually need to start being vulnerable with them. Um, And so I've talked about that before, and I am very much aware because I've also talked about the trust issues that get in the way in times that people may have um, hurt you or stabbed you in the back or taking your power away and that these can be some of the sources of being avoidant in relationships. but there was one place that I I did not give specific voice to. I've mentioned it in different places over the last couple at uh, last year and a half of having um, this version of the podcast out. but I never specifically highlighted how it could potentially be hard for, some black women to connect to other black women because of social trauma that they had growing up of being rejected by other black girls and the rejection being a a factor of being considered not being black enough not being accepted for who they are in that way and that that has created a wound and a fear as an adult woman Even though you might be able to intellectualize why it may have happened and that it it wasn't fair and that that's not everybody, but it's still hard for you to open up to other women who look like you because of this very real trauma. So, in this episode, this is what I wanna talk about. I wanna talk to specifically the women who may relate to that in hopes of giving voice to some of the things you may have felt. I want to give you some things to consider and maybe to notice. And then also want to give you some things to do to help you get around this, this, this hurdle that you may have been feeling your whole life. I'm also very aware that, um, with, the podcast having the reach that it does, there are going to be some women who hear that, who even hear that intro and are like, I don't get this at all. They just need to get over it. Um, there's people who are way too sensitive. Um, maybe you grew up in a setting where you had an abundance of relationships with other Black people. You maybe had um, a very dedicated black community. Um, maybe you did grow up in settings that were not black, but you had it offset by being in a black church or a black community center or social connections with other black kids, black girls, your age in your sports group or in a recreational group or Girl Scouts. I mean, the, 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 the examples are endless. However, I want you to know that if this is something that you cannot specifically relate to, that is fine. Um, But I am going to talk to the Black women today who have really significant trauma around being ousted, excluded for not being considered Black enough in their social peer groups growing up and the ways that that has manifested as adults. So feel free to continue to listen to Learn. Um, feel free to continue to listen to see if maybe this is you, if you can relate in some ways, or just listen because you like the podcast. Um, but um, that is the focus for today. So let me tell you first how this the, the, the idea for this podcast episode even came about. I was talking with some a group of my girlfriends. And while we were checking in about how we were doing, one of them was really open and vulnerable, which again, is so important that you are vulnerable in your friendships because it really does help heal the other people around as well, instead of keeping things in. But she was vulnerable about how she had recently gone to an event that was dedicated to black women and a lot of the fear that she had been having and connecting with some of the other women there because she was so afraid of being rejected so this friend grew up in settings that were not primarily black and so she has always had this narrative or people who've told her that she was not black enough finding that it's easier to connect with non-black people on experience because in the neighborhoods and the schools that she grew up in but as far as culture and feeling accepted in home, she could not connect with them because she is a black woman with a black family from black culture. And so just constantly feeling this in between. Um, I remember I used to refer to this as being feeling as if you're growing up with a third culture. And I take this phrase from um, Christian missionary language, but basically meaning that you don't really feel like you belong in one group here, but you definitely don't belong in the other group. And so there's this third culture of you kind of feeling like this in between that you're floating in. And so that being part of her earlier kind of social trauma and feeling excluded from all these different groups and not really knowing where she belongs, her as an adult, she actively is looking for and trying to create and manifest relationships with other Black women um, to to heal this sense of imposter syndrome that one might feel whenever they grow up and they have been told that they don't belong, right? So um, she went to this event um, as part of this process of just building and cultivating relationships with other Black women that she didn't have before. And um, she felt that anxiety with talking with other Black women, worrying that if she, even in her adult Body and her adult mindset that if she showed up as her full self, that she would end up being rejected because her full self didn't fit in with how she was supposed to act. So she talked about um, going back and forth between overcompensating and um, trying to really play up who she thought she was supposed to be and act like to be included and going to the other extreme, which was just kind of avoiding it and sitting by herself or, you know, just not really putting herself out there. And I so related with the things that she was saying, um, because that was also my experience growing up, growing up in white schools um, or in schools that were diverse, but most of the people in my class um, were mostly white and Asian. And that being my experience growing up. Um, feeling really loved and included by some people and being not included and loved by other people and really not knowing how to gauge and how to interact with people who looked like me because of the bullies that I had around me that were kind of overshadowing the people who were there for me. And then the other friend in the group also happened to have the same experience and she talked about how She had been wanting to work on this and wanting to go to work on this with a black female therapist, but almost being pushed to tears as she was looking through the therapy for black girls directory and seeing all these wonderful, beautiful black women and reading their bios, but still not knowing, are these women going to understand what I'm going through? Because, you know, I think, I think I've talked about this in a previous podcast, When you have not experienced this type of social trauma and this exclusion and being rejected for who you are by people who look like you, it's really hard to get it in a way get it like you you logically understand what's happening and you hear and hold space for it. But as far as being able to have patience with how deep that this goes, um, to be able to validate and normalize it and not jump straight straight to the solution, which is, well, just just hang out with other black people and it'll take care of it, right? Because you don't understand the anxiety that comes with that, just even visualizing that sometimes because that has not been your experience, that to be in all black rooms has not always been the safest experience for you. And this is really, this is catch 22 of that, that's the That's the place you want to be, especially those of us who have already started our healing work in regards to racial trauma and the roots of white supremacy and how that's how that's integrated into self hatred and all this other stuff. Like once you've done that work, the place you want to be the most is in rooms with other Black people. (laughs) Like that; those are the rooms that you know instinctually are the safest for you. But when you haven't had the ability to know how to navigate socially to build those connections, you you feel like a, a fish out of water. And if you're in conversation with someone who doesn't understand that, it feels as if you're being penalized for not knowing that. It feels as if you're being judged for not knowing how to do that. As if it's your fault that you were not introduced to this, that you didn't have access to this, that you didn't feel that self-acceptance as a child. And so it just reinforces this narrative that there's something wrong with you and that you're broken and you need to catch up while not having the safety to do all that stuff in, not having the container to do all that in. So my friend is looking for a therapist and scanning the profiles, looking for any kind of indicator that someone will understand this type of trauma and that she is safe to talk to but not really knowing how to determine who that is and getting a breakdown, looking for that person to connect with as well. Because to be in that place, to go to therapy, and this is me kind of speaking for her, she didn't say all this, but to go to therapy where you're bearing this really intimate trauma and for someone to say not, not, in, not intentionally, but that this is your fault or why can't you just get over it? um would be the worst thing ever, right? So, and she knows that because she's tried to open up about this in other places and gotten this type of backlash. And so, I say all that to say and I give this introduction because I think that this is a common experience for women who maybe Growing up as school-aged children felt as if they were third culture at that point. You have tried to open up. You have tried to be vulnerable. But maybe you picked people who didn't have that same experience. So it just kind of brought you back into your shell. Maybe you relate to kind of second-guessing yourself and all of your self-love work and all the things that you've done um, to make yourself feel capable and confident. But whenever you get around women who look like you... You regress to that younger part of yourself that is so afraid and just wants her to like you. You just want her to be your friend. You just want her to accept you. And so that insecurity comes almost unwillingly out of nowhere. And for some people, there's this really, there's this intense, or I shouldn't say intense, for some people may be intense, but for some people you might just be aware, but there's this over attachment to really needing this person to like you and to kind of validate that, that you're okay enough. Right. Um, and for some others of us, we will go to the other extreme and just be like, I just, I'm not even going to try. Like, I'm just going to stay with my non-black friends and my non-black communities, because at least I know the rules there. At least I know how to how to make this work. Even if they don't understand all of me and even if there's some things that I need to um, minimize, at least that is a, a, a monster that I know how to work with. And what I want for this episode is I, I want everyone who listens to this, who relates to this, to know that you do not have to choose. You do not have to choose between trying to be someone that you're not Um, living in this imposter syndrome, going into unsafe places and um, minimizing your experiences to be accepted there, that there is a middle ground that is built with self-acceptance and love and connection with other women who love you, who are waiting to connect to you. Um, So let, let me just get into that right now. So I have four things I want you to keep in mind, and then I'm going to share four things Four steps for you to potentially take to work through this. So the first thing I want you to keep in mind if you can relate to this is the knowing that there are thousands of different personality types in the world. More than thousands, right? You put all the combinations together. There's a lot. And some of these people you are going to like and some of these people you're not going to like. Some of these people are going to be personality types that you get along with and some of them are going to be people that you don't get along with. Think of all the people that you know right now. Just let I'm a, erase color for a minute and think of all the people that you know. Think of the people that you straight up just don't like. <laughs> and think of the people who don't like you, right? Probably a variety of different colors and creeds and backgrounds, ethnicities, all of that, right? And that same thing is going to happen within the social group of black women as well. Now here's the problem. We know that logically, but because of our social trauma, because of um, the 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 pain of what happens when you're excluded by people who look like you. And I'm focusing on Black women in this podcast episode, not because this is only at the hands of Black women. Like you can feel this type of exclusion by the Black community as a whole, by Black boys, by you know everybody. Right. Um, But I really am focusing on black women because I want, I want us to be able to build those of us who've had this type of experience. I want us to be able to build healthy connections with other black women. So that is also why that is the focus. But we tend to magnify the meaning of just not getting along with someone or someone not getting along with you right? We, we give this person, we give this this experience, this situation more power than it needs on where our value lies, where our worth lies, because this is a wound and a gap that we haven't filled ourselves. So when we meet this woman who, for whatever reason, we just don't gel with, we take that to mean that we have failed. We take that to mean that it is evidence that there is secretly something broken with you and that you're not really invited to the cookout. That one day someone's going to look around and realize that you're here and you're not supposed to be here. But girl, this is your cookout. You are home. This is where you're supposed to be. This is your community. And just because you do not connect with this person does not mean anything about your worth, about your blackness, about any of that right she just has a different experience a different personality a different set of likes and dislikes than you and that is totally okay she is wonderful the way that she is and you are wonderful the way that you are and those are not mutually exclusive there has never been anything wrong with you but the problem is is you growing up you never had your your voice you never had your 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 hobbies you never had your your taste You've never had your talents validated by, um, I guess, enough people. Or maybe you were validated. But like I was saying before, you had some bullies around you that just overshadowed the love that you were getting. And we have to rewrite these narratives and these truths and say that we are in charge of our own stories. We get to look back at these different experiences that did happen and give it meaning. We are in charge of the meaning, not them, not anybody else. So if I choose to look at an experience and say that this is proof that I am awkward, that I don't belong, that there's something wrong with me, then that is the story I'm going to live and build my life and connections off of, right? Versus creating a different meaning about whether or not you have always been enough exactly as you are. You've been more than enough. You are delightful and funny and chosen and beautiful and quirky or funny or goth or whatever you are, and that is enough. Which leads into the second thing that I want you to consider is maybe you could be projecting your own lack of self-acceptance onto these women. These women are not actually rejecting you. They're not going to reject you. Um, They would actually probably really love to talk to you and get to know you, but you are anticipating rejection before it happens. And because of that, you are actually creating or co-creating this reality that something bad is going to happen, or they're not going to, want to be your friend, or you're going to have to show up in a way that is not natural to you to show up in, and which doesn't allow you to show up as your full self. And when you don't show up as your full self, no one's going to be able to connect to you in the first place, right? they're going to be like, throwing spaghetti on a slippery wall which you know slippery walls don't exist but you you get my metaphor like it's not gonna stick they're gonna have nothing to attach to because you are just a shell of who you actually are you're hiding you're trying to smooth out all these edges hey we hope you're enjoying the podcast so far let's take a quick break to say thanks to this week's sponsors Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths on NPR, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, uh, we hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. Let's take a quick break to say thanks to this week's sponsors. That you think are rough, which are really the things that make you beautiful. They're the things that make you worth connecting to and worth getting to know. Ladies, I am so excited to share that for this podcast episode, I've partnered with eHarmony, the dating app that helps people find real genuine connection. And for me, this app has absolutely held true to their promise, connecting me to a truly incredible relationship and partnership with someone who truly gets me. Dating apps can be so hard when it comes to filtering through persons who you may not have anything in common with, So join the dating app that helps users find their most authentic relationships. eHarmony, get who gets you and start free today. Hey, uh, we hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. Let's take a quick break to say thanks to this week's sponsors. So embrace all the things that make you uniquely you, right? I remember for me, I remember when Issa Rae, Issa Rae <laughs> first came out with Awkward Black Girl, what, a decade and some change ago, it was so revolutionary for me because for me, it really validated that it was okay to be awkward and black and that that could actually be a cool and accessible thing to be. And it just, she gained this incredible following because she gave voice to so many of our experiences with the backdrop of incredible writing, great comedy, um, great voices, you know, and it was just really amazing to just be able to see someone be fully in their skin and not fit into any of these boxes but still be fully a black woman. So own you, own everything about you, and don't worry about fitting into this image of where you think you're supposed to be. So that leads into the third thing that I want you to keep in mind that when you own yourself and when you own your glow and you own your shine and you own all the things that make you, you, right? You got a boss stamp collection at home. You love to dance, but you ain't got no rhythm. You crochet in your free time. You wear hoodies, but you bop classical music when you're walking down the street. Like all the things that we have been told that we're not allowed to be, um, but you are. Once you do that, I need to validate the fact that some people will exclude you for that. Some people will be like, I don't get that. I don't like that. Because you have a different interest in them, because um, you have a different taste palette than them, because you tell jokes the way you tell jokes, and you might not click, and that's okay. Again, going back to the meaning that we attach to it, because before, our muscle memory tells us That when another black girl said she didn't want to be my friend, that was painful and it was dangerous and it meant that there was something wrong with me. That is not the truth, right? Multiple personalities, multiple stereotypes. We cannot give more power to one group or what we think one group is saying based on our experience with one person. This is a bonus one that just came to me that wasn't in my notes. So this isn't number four. This, I guess this is 3B. (laughs) But um, point 3B that I want you to keep in mind is that there are other people who are just like you and have your interests and talents and gifts who look like you in the world as well. Um, I think, and I'm going to get to this later for those of you who might be like on the edge of your seat I think we do i am going to mention this but i'm going to talk about it now but i think we do have our own internalized racism we are so hurt by people who will judge us and say that we are not black enough and that don't allow us to express who we are but we have this internalized racism that tells us that tells us that there's no way that there are other black people who can have other interests that are considered white or considered whatever it is right um and we play into this narrative that doesn't allow us to be everything that we are and we judge people before we even get there right and that is something that we have to heal within ourselves white people asian people latino people south asian people what whoever it has in your mind that in your mind owns whatever uh interests and and talents and hobbies and exploratory activities that you love to do, they do not own that. They do not own it. You are not the exception. You are the rule. There are thousands and thousands and thousands of other women, other people, other men, other black people who like exactly the things that you like. And all it is is that you have to find your community of people who have that same interest as you. You are free and you do not have to buy into and play into this narrative of what a Black person, a Black woman is supposed to be. We are free to show up in whatever form that we need to, that we want to, okay? So with that said, the fourth thing I want you to keep in mind before I get into the steps that I want you to take or that I would encourage you to take is um, is I want you to potentially notice where this overlaps with um, a potential trauma response of needing to appease and be liked to feel accepted accepted and feel safe. So for those of us who grew up in non-black, mostly white settings, the ways that we navigated and we excelled and we found success was by code switching, but the code switching wasn't only in our speech. It was in learning how to de-villainize our blackness, which I hated when I was writing my notes on this. Like, I hated writing this because I was like, this is some sick shit we had to go through. But we had to learn how to de-villainize our blackness and appear less of a threat by being nice, by being so likable to the white teacher or to the Asian... um, um, I don't know, PTA leader, whoever it might have been to be able to have access to um, get help with our homework or to have access to resources or to not be excluded or to be able to be allowed to join the team or whatever it is. We had to learn how to be the likable black person and that need to be liked to feel safe can bleed into other places as well, including the topic that we're talking about right now. So if someone doesn't like us, it feels very unsafe. It feels dangerous. It feels like we are not going to get access to something that we're going to be excluded, that we're going to be left alone, which a basic need for us as humans is to be connected and be in community. So um, when that is done by someone who we really want to be connected to us because it is our tribe, because it is our community, it is who we are. It feels very, very painful. Right. And, we have to unlearn that need to be liked by first liking ourselves. It starts with us. It starts with us. So let me go ahead and jump into the things that I want you to do. So this is actually point number two, but since I'm here, I'm going to make the point number one is we need to work on our own self-love. You need to know that you are it you need to know that you are so amazing, so funny, so interesting, so smart, so talented, so diverse, so flexible. So whatever adjectives um, make your heart sing, you need to know that you are so amazing in those areas that of course, someone's going to want to be your friend. Like it's not even a question like I fully accept me and I know that I bring value in every place that I go. I know that I am worthy. I believe it deep in my heart that I'm worthy. So I don't go into any situation. um, And this is not me saying me, I, this is the voice I want you to adopt, but I don't go into any situation expecting and anticipating rejection because like I am love, I radiate love. I love other people. Like why wouldn't I connect with someone else? acceptance is the baseline. I go into every situation wanting to be open to getting to know someone and allowing them to get to know me unless, until, or unless the situation shows that there's an active threat of danger, that they are shady or shysty or untrustworthy or dangerous or toxic, or I just don't really like part of your personality or you don't like part of my personality and then a decision is made from there but I expect and walk in acceptance because that is my narrative that is my truth I am worthy of love in all places with all people with all women at all times the second thing I want to encourage you to do if you relate to this or any of the things that I talked about today is going back to kind of that self-internalized racism, but I need you to de-bullify black skin. I need you to de-bullify or unlabel the connection that you have when you see a woman with melanated skin to mean danger and to mean rejection, right? We, we have to see that this is a lie that has also been told to us, this internalized threat. And rename that or relabel that to mean something else. I want you to walk into full acceptance and assurance that this woman is your sister. That this woman is someone that you can and will connect with culturally. The, one of the ways that you can debullify the, the interaction is showing up as your full self. So I'm walking in with full acceptance that, you know, we're going to be friends So I'm not going to filter what I talk about. That's part of what happens when we co-create this process is we filter who we are to try to make ourselves palatable to who we think this person wants us to be instead of just being yourself. So I want you to go and talk about the latest show you're watching, the latest video game that you're playing, the latest rock song you're listening to, the puzzle you're fixing, the astronomy show you just checked out, the Comic-Con convention um, cosplay activity you just did whatever it is i want you to talk about it as if you know that she she participates in it as well um because it's a cool thing to do and see where you have natural connections at maybe she doesn't relate to the cosplay thing but she loves marvel movies and that's your connection right but you were going to go into this situation omitting this part of yourself because you felt this internalized um bias that black people aren't allowed to like these things. And because I'm meeting another black woman, I have to perform. We're not, we're not doing that. Show up as you, because you are enough. The third step I would encourage you to take is to focus on the black women friendships that you do have and how life giving they are. I, I would bet money that any woman who's listening to this podcast and who has related to kind of growing up feeling as if you're the odd person out, the third culture um, term that I mentioned before, that you as an adult, you have relationships with Black women that are life-giving, that you have wonderful women that you've connected to, that you laugh with and they laugh with you and they understand you and you understand them. And while you are looking around and creating this, And focusing on things that you do not have, you're missing out on the things that you do. You're missing out on the relationships that are there to help you flourish and grow, right? And again, you are co-creating this narrative, this reality that you are always going to be the outcast um, versus focusing on the fact that you got some thriving people in front of you right now. So what would happen if you focused on them? What would happen if you focus on the facts that you do have beautiful relationships with women who look like you, right? That, that this type of love and connection is not dangerous, that it's actually pretty fruitful in healing. And the last thing I want you to do is I do want you to do real trauma work on the things that we talked about today, right? This is... Was probably going to end up being a 40 to 45 minute episode where I'm just, you know, talking about the things that I've heard, the things that I've seen and giving you some beginning tips or suggestions that may fit for you, that may not fit for you, which is totally fine. But whatever does stick, whatever does kind of stand out to you, I want you to get some work with a therapist to help you work through that. Um, And for me, I think there are two different categories, which is, I think, kind of the gap that I've seen when people do talk about this is there's usually just more focus on one category versus the other, if the other one is even mentioned at all. So the first one is to work on the racial trauma that does and continues to happen and did happen to you at the hands of non-Black people in in, in the systems that keep it going. Right, the impact of the the needing to to code switch and to hide who you are to to get the things that you needed in those situations, right? Um, and the impact of that. And then the second thing I want you, or I would encourage you, to look at is getting support for the social, the real social trauma of being excluded and or bullied and just feeling really alone for probably a good part of your formative years, right? And this is this this happens for people who this was the entirety of your childhood. This can happen for those of us who this was just a small portion and you still have some remnants of that that pops up every once in a while even though you have really healthy relationships with other black girls, black people, the black community outside of that. You need to do your work with that because there's still probably some narratives and some things that that are there. Um, that we have to unlearn to make way for the abundance of love and connection that is there to make way for real self-acceptance. So hopefully this was helpful. Hopefully this gave word on um, um, language to some of the things that you may have been experiencing or um, if you already had language, hopefully this helps you know that you are not alone and that this is a healing process that can and does happen. To help you with this, I was talking with my content manager about this episode and how I wanted this to be the next one based on the conversation I had had with, um, with my group of girlfriends. And I was like, what is something that I could do? And I decided I, I added a question in the Black Girls Heal Healing Circle directory um, that asked the question, did you grow up third culture? And um, anyone who fills out and joins our directory, um, which is free, by the way, anyone who joins the directory, you'll be able to mark a box. Yes, no, or don't know what that is because, you know, not everyone's going to listen to this podcast episode and um, or you might not relate or you might not know how to answer. But I think one of the things that my um, friends were talking about is how hard it is to know who who would get it and who is quote-unquote safe to talk to, I hope that I kind of help those of you who needed it not necessarily going with that mindset, like who's safe because everybody's dangerous, but it's like to work on your own self-love and your own personal safety and worthiness so that you can walk into a situation feeling worthy so you're not dependent on the other person's response. And in the meantime, while you're working on that, Um, I added that question. So you can look in the directory for someone to connect with. And you can see did they grow up their culture or not. And, um, you know, let that just be extra information. um, If you want to have it if you're wanting that to be another connection point. For those of you who don't know what I mean by this directory, so in episode 55, I talk about the healing circles, which are the small group accountability groups that I really encourage you to build with friends and loved ones who also want to work on healing um, your intimacy and um, attachment and work on not being as avoidant and practice being vulnerable. There's a workbook on Amazon that you can get that like walks you through questions. There's also a free download um, that you can get, but you can find all that information at our Healing Circle directory to connect with other women. And like I said, the directory is free. Um, the download is free. If you want to actually get a workbook to work through it, you can get that on Amazon. I want to say it's like 15 bucks. Um, but at the time of me recording, it's like 15 bucks. But yeah, you can go to blackgirlhealingcircles.com to learn about it, or you can just go to our main website, blackgirlsheal.org, and it will. Um, click on circles at the top and you can create your own account and you have to actually create your own profile to be able to be found by people. I have, there are about five times as many women who have created a, an account versus ones who've actually created a profile in the directory, which I just find is interesting. I'm like, Oh my my lovely avoidant women coming in just to scope the scene, but not actually putting yourself out there. And I'm like, okay, got it. Which is why we're having our matchmaking event in April where I'm going to be matching ladies who want to connect with other people, but who are afraid. So I'll be doing that in April, but you can join the directory for free. And then as far as the healing process, um, we have You Are Worthy, which is coming out on Valentine's Day. So the time that this episode goes out is a few days away. Um, but for anyone who listens to this later, it'll be it'll be out. And so this is a mini course that's going to help you look at these roots of why you don't feel worthy and start to rewrite those narratives. Like I was saying, and start to create your own meaning of what you want Love and self acceptance to look like, and so um, the the limited time coupon is still available for those of you who want to get on this and start working on the you that's a part of this common denominator equation. And you can get it by going to slash worthy entering in the coupon code worthy to take a hundred dollars off. And on Valentine's Day is when I'll be sending everybody their links to go ahead and get started it's self-paced you have access to it forever um to just come back to it as much as you want to and yeah so that's it for this episode i'm sending all of you love you are so amazing and i am so happy that you are here see you next time take care thanks for listening to this week's podcast before we get started let's take a small break to say thank you to this week's sponsors